Good morning and welcome. This is Haldeberg FM. Listen, if you want to drop me a message during the next conversation, you're more than welcome. You can do that on the WhatsApp line 21 6936 because it's all about finances. January, January is about 900 days long. Hello, Wes. <laughs> How's it going? How are you? <laughs> I'm good in yourself. Yeah, I'm very good, thanks. Very lacquer and it's the first insert uh, of the year, so... Yeah. Hopefully you'll you'll have a great one lying ahead. Yes, we're yeah, yeah. you one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're not going to talk resolutions because that scares people off and they don't want to listen to it. So we're going to instead talk about stuff you should stop doing probably when it comes to your finances. So welcome back uh, to the start of a new year, and we all know what comes with New Year's. Um, so that's what we spoke about. Now it seems to be a time when people pause and think about their lives and changes they want to make. So what are some financial resolutions that people can make in 2024? Yeah. Oh, so that is the thing about resolutions. Uh, I mean, I don't know how you're going with yours, but I, I read <laughs> that the average resolution lasts for two weeks. Yep. You know, it's not actually something that's going to form a habit and be a lifestyle change. So rather, it's it's just a framing exercise that can be helpful. And instead of thinking, okay, what are new financial resolutions? What are new things that we're going to start doing? It's sometimes easier to go, okay, what am I already doing that yes. I should stop doing? Exactly. Um, and so we're rather going to look at some of the financial mistakes that we should avoid or, or just make sure that we've applied some wisdom around that. So it's not something new that you need to start, but it is something that you need to think about and go, oh, if I'm doing this, it's, it's a behavior that I might need to change. And I think one of the first things that I wanted to speak about was actually just investing too conservatively. Mm. So we can tend to be lazy with our money and yep. go, you know what, um, hey, whatever bank I'm at, it offers quite a nice interest rate. I'm just going to plonk kind of excess cash in there. And that rate, maybe it might be 6%. And we could go, yeah, that's like probably quite a decent rate. But really what you're doing is you are just keeping pace with inflation. Yeah. You're not yeah. building wealth. You, you might not be going backwards, but you're certainly not going forwards. And it really is, if you think about it, it's a few emails and it's maybe an hour of your time where even if you're just dealing with cash, mm. you can contact a financial advisor or, or do your own research there's a lot of better products that you can put your money in. Uh, if you had 6%, you could probably get to 9% wow. for very little effort, but just make your money work for you. And and when I speak about not investing too conservatively, I'm, I'm also talking about other things in terms of long-term wealth. We, we want to be invested in shares. We want to be making sure that we're earning a return that's inflation plus, plus 3%, plus 4%. Um, but over the holidays, I just... This example came to mind for me. I thought it was quite funny, but I was I was speaking to an old teacher of mine yeah. and about this exact topic, and he was saying, "Yeah, he's got money and he's put it away. He's retired now, and it's in a bank account, it's earning like five percent." And I said, "Oh, you know, that's not too bad." Look, it's better than keeping money under your pillow. Under your pillow. And he what said, just, you know, I, I mustn't actually <laughs> joke. It's funny that I, that I say that because he actually had a jar. And when he had a little bit of money, he had put it into the jar. And over a few years, he kind of built up money in this jar. He, he built up like 60,000 Rand what? in this jar. But Goodness. number one, it was earning no interest. And number two, people broke into his house and stole it. No, man. And, and for me, that was just the perfect Shame. example of, you know, that's, 
it is kind of being a little bit lazy with your money because there's a million better options mm. that you could use and, and invest it kind of more wisely, more safely and make your money work for you a little bit better. And that's what this insert is all about because people are really scared. They don't know where, they don't know what yeah. it's going to cost don't me something. They don't know what the options are. Yeah. yeah. Scared of the cost. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll get to that at the end where you can get hold of Wesley. He'll help you with that. Okay. So, but on the topic of personal finances, like investing, uh, what about some of the other risk stuff we've spoken about? about previously so while you're working what are some things we need to stop doing okay so for me this is always the bigger the biggest risk that you can have when you're early in your working career and when i say early i'm i'm 41 Mm. that's still early Early. i've still got 20 something years left in my working career and so a mistake that we need to avoid is not protecting our income and i think it's easy to think there that okay income protection is if something happened to me i've insured my salary i'm getting my salary Mm. it's so that i can pay my bills yeah you know my monthly bills it's more than that because these are the years that we need to spend accumulating wealth. So mm. if you something happened to you and you couldn't work and you couldn't earn your salary over the next kind of 20, 25 years, it's more than paying your bills. It's what about building up my retirement saving? What about building yeah. up whatever, like discretionary funds for if I want to go on holiday one day or um, for big vehicle purchases or something like that? You're losing out on that as well. And so that's why just... That mistake of not protecting your income is a big one. And then secondly, I think, is not building up an emergency fund. That's also a mistake that we make. Um, And the reason for that is if we ever find ourselves in a situation where there's a completely unexpected financial event Mm. and we it's unavoidable we have to pay this thing and we don't have any options that's the worst is when you don't have options is you're going to be forced to go into a very expensive product and you're going to just go I wish that I just had something because that something gives me options it gives me flexibility with how and when I can pay it it's cheaper and it just it solves so many problems down the line and it's so worthwhile now to just start building up an emergency fund all right that's a very very good tip okay so and again, are there any personal financial financial issues we need to con- uh, consider starting or stop doing? Yeah, so now this is not so much on our investment side or on our kind of personal savings side. I think this is more, again, on our risk side. But I would say short-term insurance. So insurance cover on your cars, on your household stuff. Um, that is so important. And it's a very easy one to cancel. We're going to mm. speak about two, that one and medical aid. Yeah. So when, when thing things to are tough... We can often go how I don't I'm not seeing I can't touch the benefit that I'm getting every month and those are the ones that we cancel but man again if something had to happen you've just added so much risk that you don't know when that risk is going to happen that when it happens it can set you back massively so um not taking out short-term insurance I think is a big one and then canceling your medical aid again it, it depends. If you are prepared to um, to go to public hospitals where really there are great doctors mm. at public hospitals, there's often in the Western Cape great facilities, but it's very different to a private healthcare yeah. where if something happens, you are seen to that day, you're in hospital, you're treated, your family's communicated with. If, if it's even a relatively small thing, it can take weeks to be treated in, in public yeah. hospitals. So... Um, and the other thing to consider there is that if you cancel your medical aid, as soon as you're over 35 and you've been without medical aid for more than three months, 
they can start to apply late joiner penalties to yeah. you. Now, what that means is when anyone joins a medical aid, no matter your age, it's the same rate for everyone. But because of that, if you have not been on a medical aid for a long time, you now need to subsidize the fact that you haven't been on a medical aid for a long time and they apply a penalty depending on your age and depending on how long you've been off. And so they'll add on a fee of maybe 5% or uh, 10% depending, like I say, on yeah. those factors. And that's because the the young often subsidizes the old. You know, the, the rate is mm. whatever, 5,000 rand a month, no matter your age. And so if, you've benef- if you're going to benefit from that in your later years and you've never contributed to that in your early years, that's the point of the late joiner penalty. All right. Very, very important thing to, to think about. Okay, so uh, that topic was some financial mistakes we can avoid. And next week, uh, we will continue with this. Wes, thank you so much. If you have any further questions for Wesley, please contact him on Wes, that's W-E-S at gda.co.za or you can phone him on 079-165-2325 and if you didn't get that, let me know on the WhatsApp line and I'll send it to, uh, to you again. Thank you, Wes. Oh, lots to think about yeah, in the new year. We'll do some more next week. Same <laughs> same topic. Oh, <laughs> okay, I'll think of some questions. <laughs> cool. Cheers Thanks, Wes. Cheers.